This is The Space Shot, episode 335 for April 14th, 2018. Dry Lakes and Columbia. I'm John Molnix. On April 14, 1981, the Space Shuttle Columbia landed for the first time in the history of the shuttle program. The landing took place at the dry lake beds at Edwards Air Force Base. Depending on the source, a crowd of between 200,000 and 320,000 people witnessed Columbia's touchdown at Edwards Air Force Base. The Rogers Dry Lake Bed at this base is a wonderfully unique facility that has been used for various aviation applications since the 1930s. Quote, these natural flat surfaces have literally saved hundreds of aircrew lives and aircraft valued at millions of dollars because the lake beds offer a broad expanse of hardened clay on which to land in emergency situations. Edwards Air Force Base is located about 100 miles northeast of Los Angeles in the Mojave Desert. This massive stretch of land covers 44 square miles and has runways that stretch up to 7.5 miles long. In addition to the lake bed runways, there's also a 15,000-foot concrete runway that has an extra 9,000 feet of lake bed overrun. I was looking through the list of longest runways, and surprisingly, the runway at Edwards isn't the longest paved runway in the world. That honor belongs to a Chinese airport. The longest paved runway in the United States is at Denver International Airport, and it clocks in at 16,000 feet, or more than three miles long. The strips at Rogers Dry Lake are complemented by another 22 square miles of smooth clay surface at Rosamond Dry Lake. The landing at Edwards Air Force Base and the then Dryden Flight Research Center, which is now NASA's Armstrong Flight Research Center, was the conclusion to a successful first mission for the shuttle program. By my count, there were 54 landings at Edwards between STS-1 on April 14, 1981, and STS-128 on September 11, 2009. I'm linking to a NASA website on this facility that's worth checking out in the show notes. A United Launch Alliance Atlas V lifted off just a few hours before recording today's podcast. This Atlas V flew in the 551 configuration with a 5-meter payload fairing, plus 5 solid rocket boosters, and a single-engine Centaur upper stage. This is the configuration that I saw launch in June of 2016, and I must say these are fantastic rockets to see and feel in person. Today's mission was the 77th launch of the Atlas V and the 127th launch since the United Launch Alliance was founded in December of 2006 when Lockheed Martin Space Systems and Boeing Defense Space and Security formed this joint venture. Congratulations to the United Launch Alliance for another successful launch. Tomorrow, I've got a little bit on one of my favorite Star Trek episodes, In the Pale Moonlight. I hope all of you have a fantastic rest of your day. I appreciate each and every one of you that listen to the podcast every day. I'd be incredibly grateful if you could share the podcast with your friends and family. Tag one of them and let them know about your favorite episode. I'd also really appreciate it if you could venture into the Apple Podcasts app or your podcast app of choice and leave a review for The Space Shot. A steady stream of reviews helps ensure The Space Shot is more visible in the Apple Podcasts app. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. 
You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or check out the links in the show notes and you'll find me. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>